What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Happy Times Podcast. My name is Joey Kidney, and you're about to listen to me for a little bit of time. Welcome to the Happy Times Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Happy Times Podcast. I want to, oh my God, I want to say thank you because you guys have been so supportive lately on the podcast, on videos, on literally everything. It's beyond supportive and honestly, I I didn't know after this year I was going to come back and I was going to be this motivated to do everything because I was doing a lot. But you guys have made it even possible to for me to have that motivation because you guys are so, so freaking supportive. One, the merch is selling so freaking well. If you don't have merch yet, go to stayu.ca. Go grab yourself some merch, some happy hoodies, some happy pins, some Stay You mugs. Everything's yellow. Everything's happy. So go grab some merch. Um, and then two, the podcast itself is just doing – it's doing so much better. I just get so many tweets from you guys and so many Instagram DMs and everything about – you, how much you guys love this podcast and the last one I did were 10 reasons to stay alive you guys actually sent in your 10 reasons and I think that's amazing and if you haven't heard that podcast go back listen to it a lot of you guys listen to one of these podcasts and then go back and listen to the old ones which is truly amazing and thirdly I want to say thank you because <laughs> our show for stay you Toronto just went on sale and it's been only um, a couple days I think it's only been two days since it's officially been announced, and it's almost sold out. And that's insane. All the other shows usually take a week or two to sell out. This one's been taking just a few days, which is absolutely freaking insane. If you live in Toronto, make sure you go grab a ticket right now as soon as you hear this podcast because they're going to be sold out, I'm telling you, because today is the day we go hard for promo, and then hopefully everything sells out. And that's pretty, pretty freaking insane. So I just want to say thank you. I know I'm already out of breath. I haven't done this in a while. I... Want to talk about something today? But before we get into it, um, I want to I want to read a couple of your questions. But the idea of today's topic is going to be something that's very borderline. Um, I've always had a hard time talking about this or 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 feeling this, and and I've always felt very um, ashamed to even feel this way. And I felt very scared to talk about this topic specifically, and that's being insecure as a man. And yesterday I was on a run. And I ran by a girl who I know is a very good runner. She's actually like one of the professional runners. And it just, it just sparked this, 
this uh, this topic in me, and basically I want to talk about it because I think it's an important issue, and I think just because it's not necessarily the right thing to feel, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be talking about it, so maybe I can get some help, and maybe you guys can give me some insights. This is me being completely vulnerable, but first, let's get into your questions. I put on my story on Instagram, if you don't follow me on Instagram, at Joey Kidney. I post stories all the time where I get you guys to ask some questions, and we um, answer them on this podcast. So... Let's see what we got. I have not looked at these yet, so allow me to scroll. I hope everybody's having a great day. If you're having a great day, let me know. Tweet me or something. Now, somebody (laughs) just said, how do you deal with family drama? This is something that I never really had to deal with growing up. We're only going to answer a few of these. But this is something that I never really had to deal with growing up. My brother, uh, he was very very, um, secluded. He was very off to himself. I think I was the only really family drama. I was the only one who ever did anything bad. I mean, not not like my brother and I, we didn't drink or we didn't smoke or at least I, I don't know. I don't know if he did or whatever. But when I was growing up, I didn't do any of that. I was just a hockey boy. But I would get in trouble in school a lot. So like the drama of like drugs, sex, alcohol, all that kind of stuff didn't enter my family at all. So we, I was very – well, we – all right, that's a mood. Okay, it's a Friday. Let's calm down. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, but yeah, my, my family was just like, we weren't necessarily a very negative bunch. We had a, a lot of stuff happen to us, and we lost a, a lot of stuff. But we never really had too much drama. Honestly, we would just probably yell at each other and then do, go take a breather and then come back at it. But nothing nothing too too serious. So how we dealt with it was just understanding that we're still family. And I think that's a huge thing. And obviously, that's something that, I think a lot of us know and realize, but some people just can't get over that. So it's easier said than done, of course. But realizing that you're still family and becoming the bigger person is something that I think it goes along with friends and just strangers and everything in your life as well. I think it's really important to do and just realize the bigger picture rather than the other stuff. Uh, Next question. How do you deal with the dark times? Like if someone is going through a depression episode, Um, it's really, really difficult. It is a very difficult thing, especially being a bystander and watching your friend go through a rough time. But you have to understand that you can't necessarily just always pull somebody out of the pit because they need to kind of experience what it's like. Because having, how can I say this in like almost like, so you can imagine this. Um, Say you're pulling somebody out of a pit, like a physical pit. Say they're in this pit of dirt. For some reason, they fall into this dirt and to like the playground or whatever. And they're in this this massive pit and they're like, I need your help up. So uh, you reach down and you're helping them up. Well, you can't give all of your energy to that person. A lot of the times we'll help somebody and we'll be like, oh, my God, I hope you have a great day. You're so amazing. I love you, blah, blah. You think that's really helping, but a lot of the times, like, it's not a bad thing to do. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of the times it's only helping 50%. So say you're picking this person up and you're lifting them up out of this pit and then, well, you don't have the strength to lift them all the way. So then you have to kind of drop them and lean them on the edge so they can pull themselves up. But they don't have the strength to pull themselves up. They don't have that yet. They're still trying to figure that out. They're still trying to work out down there. They lift a few weights down there so they can climb out of the pit themselves. And so that's a bit that's a bit difficult to understand is that sometimes just you're kind of just like <laughs> feeding this this beast that isn't really there. And I know I, I really don't know how to explain it better than that. It's just sometimes 
being the nice person and being the happy-go-lucky person doesn't always help. Sometimes we have to go through these dark times in order to appreciate the better times. Sometimes we have to go through something a little bit darker in order to get a little bit stronger. So one day you can climb out of the pit for yourself and you can go up to your friend, pat them on the back and be like, thanks for watching out on me. You know, your friends don't always have to pull you out of this pit, but they can watch to make sure you're okay. You got some food and got some water. You know what I'm saying? I, this, is, this could be a movie. I'm literally describing a movie right now. Fear of not being good enough. Literally probably one of my biggest fears. I, I actually am not scared of it. I just, I have the thought of not being good enough. Um, and, and that's actually going to tie into with what I want to talk about today. And that's, that's being insecure. Now, the fear of not being good enough, <laughs> it's something that I've, I've always felt, whether, especially on YouTube. YouTube is the biggest thing, even on these podcasts. All the content I, that I create, I feel like it's not um, good enough to other creators because there's always somebody doing something better. One of my managers, uh, we talk about my mental health a lot because that's the content that I create, and we talk about it. And he always says one of your biggest insecurities and worries is that you let others control how you feel. And I think that's where the feeling of or the fear of not being good enough really comes from is because we're so in, in tune to what other people have to say and other people's opinions. And I, I mean, I preach a lot about like, hey, don't don't always go by other people's opinions, but take them and take them into consideration and then rethink it. But a lot of the time that if we don't, we don't just take it into consideration and we actually just be that person that somebody else wants us to be, we fail. And then we're always trying to be something we're not. So the fear of not being good enough is usually when we're trying to be something we're not and we're not being ourselves. Because when you are yourself, you feel so freaking good. You feel so confident in yourself. And I think that's what we need to, that's what we need to find. That's what I need to find. Because when I post YouTube videos, there's so many creators out there who are amazing. And it took me a while to understand that my edits, my, the way I edit my videos are very, it's very simple. It's very clean cut. But the story, the, the message behind it is very hard hitting. Now, other, other creators, they go crazy in the edits, but their message is a little bit softer. It's not, it's not as hard hitting as mine. It's not something that's going to make them cry or anything like that. And that's just totally different type of content. And the way that you can apply that to your life is that Becky down the street who gets an A on their math test, well, that, maybe that's because they want to be a mathaholic. No, no, that's not it. <laughs> Mathematician. And maybe you want to be something else. Maybe, maybe you want to be um, a coach. I, 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 don't, I don't know. Do you want to be a coach? Like, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know. Don't worry about Becky is what I'm saying. Maybe Becky wants to be good at math. Maybe you want to be good at eating food. Okay, that's not a very good example, but you understand what I'm saying. You understand what I'm saying. I freaking hope. About not getting over an X is the next question. Not getting over an X is something that's very, very difficult. And I think um, what hurts the most is seeing your X move on, but I think that helps us the most. And I think that's the hardest thing to get over, but it's also the best freaking thing. I think just seeing your X with somebody else is like kind of gives you the permission to move on. Because I don't think we allow ourselves to give us uh, our, I don't think we allow us to give ourselves their permission. That's what I'm trying to say. So yeah, I think I think um, I think that's the. Just get your ex and move on. Just pe- text them, and be like, hey, yo, you should date this person. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. Um, a lot of people are asking. Um, let's get uncomfortable questions, which is insane because I didn't ask for those. So I think we're gonna do. Uh, let's get uncomfortable. For the next episode, I will get Harmony to pick out a few questions. We have two more episodes um, already kind of like 
scheduled out. I don't have any features on them yet, but I'm trying to get some features on them, trying to get some collabs going. Um, but we're going to make a – I'm going to start doing YouTube videos and podcasts about the Let's Get Uncomfortable so you guys can hear them as well because a lot of people are asking for the – podcast version of it because a lot of you guys like the podcast over the videos which is insane to me but that's so freaking cool that you guys want to listen to my voice for so freaking long and you can hear me literally just like foaming up because i'm not drinking enough water so i'm going to take a sip and you guys can listen to that i tried to do it as quiet as possible but i don't know if you can hear me i'm sorry <laughs> now Let's get into the big topic, and I don't want – I kind of want this podcast to be a little bit short because I don't want to mess up because this is something that I feel like I'm treading lightly on. Now, I am a 22-year-old Canadian white male. So I weigh uh, – oh, gosh. I don't even know. I weigh about one – I think I weigh 155 or 150. Um, now, I, I, I'm I'm – I don't have a lot of body fat on me. I work out a lot. I run a lot. I don't have a lot of body fat. I don't eat poorly. I'm not I'm not this ripped dude, but I would say I'm lean. Um, now, growing up, I was the same thing. Now, But growing up in like the change room, I would look at my friends, and my friends would always be bigger and bigger and bigger, whether that's, that's fat or that is muscle or whatever it is. And I always played sports. So I was always in the locker room. I was always with the big dudes. I was always with people trying to make it in their careers and everything like that. And I don't think a lot of people realize that that comes with a lot of like insecurities. That comes with a lot of fear of not living up to what a man is supposed to be. I understand that that I'm not I'm not comparing men to women in this at all. I I want you to understand that this is a totally different thing. But so do, I I'm assuming a lot of women are listening. So do you ever look at a, a magazine and think, oh, I wish I looked like that girl or that girl's makeup is amazing. I wish I could do that. Or I wish I could have those eyes. Or I wish I could have those lips. I wish I could have the, that body, that type of thing. Yeah. So now back to men. It's the exact same thing, especially now because a lot of men wear makeup. So it's it's even more similar, which is which is crazy. So if you ever go to a library and you go to the magazine section, if you ever see a men's magazine for men's health, it has a picture of a man on it that is ripped as fuck, that is literally on steroids and bulging. And how can an average man look at that and not feel insecure? You know, we, we, men walk around and we, feel, we look like we don't feel anything. We look like we are literally just walking douchebags just sexual animals. Now, what well, what we are, <laughs> but what I'm saying is that we also have feelings. Growing up, when you play sports, if you're ever a sports player, or if you even aren't, you're probably made fun of for not being one. And if you play in sports and you cry, oh my goodness, they will destroy you with that cry. And it's it's not the reason because men are assholes in this situation. It's because we are so insecure that we have to be or we feel the need to be because we see somebody cry and we're like, he's crying? Oh, crap. This the, Oh, I wish I could cry. But then you look at the other guy and be like, I don't cry. Screw that. That guy's lame. That's a loser. And we just feel so insecure because we do have emotion. We are so scared to open up and say that. And me, 10 years ago, me, five years ago even, I wouldn't be sitting here and saying this right now because I was that guy. I was the kid in the change room that was so scared to feel anything. And I would look and I'd be so – I would be <laughs> – 
so influenced by the person next to me because they thought that was being a pussy. I, w- I would sit there and, and, and I, w- I would be so scared to feel anything that I would just toughen up. You know, you go th- you go in hockey and you get hit, you get the fuck back up because if you don't, you're a wuss. If you break something, you're a wuss. If you do anything, you're a wuss. And that's, that's men doing it to ourselves, but that's our society doing it to us. And I want, I want people to understand, I, I think this is a very interesting topic because a lot of people don't think that men have, deal with depression. A lot of people don't think men deal with anxiety or any mental health issues or eating disorders. A main one is eating disorders. A lot of, a lot of people don't think that men deal with that when we, when we really do. I look in the mirror every single day and I don't have the body I want yet. I don't. I think, I think I have a decent body. I don't, I am not happy with it yet. And that's just, the, that's, that's the way it is. Now, Back to the insecurity. When I look for a girl to date, um, I look for somebody that is a little bit similar to me, very, very athletic, but not as athletic as me. And that's strictly coming from the insecurity of not being a man enough, insecurity of my masculinity. And that's exactly what it is. And I'm opening up and I'm being vulnerable and I'm, I'm sharing this with you guys right now. That's what I've never said that ever because I've I, I, like if a girl has more abs than me, I'm self-conscious about it. I'm, I'm sorry. That's just and I, I would love I would love to not be. But for some reason, for some godforsaken reason, I am. And I don't know if that's from my childhood or from just right now, but it's because I'm insecure about myself. It's because I don't have enough confidence in myself that I have to have, I have to be better than other people in order to define that. And that's horrible. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of you listening who are feeling the same way. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be somebody you're dating. It doesn't have to be anything. It could be looking at a person on a beach and be like, oh crap, I feel like, I feel horrible. Now, the other day, I, I slowly try to become better with it. I think going zero to 100 is the worst thing you can do. So I, I've been recently going zero to one. And the other day, I asked my friend um, if they wanted to go for a run. And this was a girl. And I know she runs so much faster than me. But I figured, why not ask? Because I'm bored. And I think it's amazing to have somebody, a running buddy. And I think, I think that's awesome. And I, it, it, it took a lot for me to ask that. I would never ask that ever. Because I, I, I mean, I would ask that to somebody who probably ran a little bit um, slower than me. But I didn't, I thought she was, uh, she's faster than me. So, and I want to challenge myself. And it took me a while, it took me a while to build up the confidence to be like, okay, let's do this. And honestly, it wasn't, the, the way I built up my confidence wasn't necessarily training. It was actually just owning up to, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the best it was owning up to not having all of the talent, not having all of the skill. It's owning up to the fact that they are better than me in this. And that's, that's where I really got more confidence because I would show them my vulnerability and I would show them that I'm not this perfect human being. So being like, hey, you're faster than me. I like, let's run. And that's, that's really it. And opening up and admitting to it is kind of like the, the first stage in how I moved forward with that. And that's exactly why I'm making this podcast. So men out there, if you are listening, listen, I think it's okay that you feel insecure. I think it's okay that you lack confidence. It's fine. Just understand that women are out there and they're very, very understanding. And if you are very honest about how you're feeling, if you're very open and you're also mindful of how you say things, if you're mindful of how you say exactly how you feel, (laughs) if if you say it like an asshole, you're going to be treated like one. 
But if you say, like, hey, I'm very insecure with, for example, my running. I, 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 I'm, I don't have enough confidence. I feel like you're better than me. I'm kind of scared to run with you. But I would love to try it someday. You know, opening up about that little insecurity and that little fear I think is really important because then it kind of, like, kind of clears the path for any faults in the future. It kind of just opens it up and be like, hey, this is who I am. And it becomes an open book. And I think that's a, that's how the best relationships or friendships or anything are formed. It's just being open with one another and being honest. So, hi, my name is Joey Kidney. I'm insecure. I'm very insecure about everything. I'm insecure about a lot of things. But guess what? I'm working every single day to become stronger with myself and be and, and build up more confidence with myself. But I am I have I lack confidence in my body. I lack confidence in my masculinity, if that's even a thing anymore in today's society. I just want to be more self-confident. And I, whether that's in 2019, 2020, whatever, I'm going to work on it every single fucking day. And I hope those listening, if you, if you need to work on this for yourself too, I hope, I genuinely hope that you do. And I hope that you don't see this podcast as something like, oh my God, Joey's an asshole. I hope you see this podcast as Joey's human. He feels things. And so do I. And I, I, I feel something similar and guys, if you want to go running with a girl, guys, if you want to go work out with a girl, guys, if a girl can lift more than you, that's all right. Dude, she worked hard to get there. People don't just aren't born to lift so much. People aren't just born to run so far. People work so freaking hard. And it doesn't matter if it's a girl or if it's a guy. They can do it. And so can you. So work for it. If you work for it, you will achieve it. If you love something so much and you put all your heart and soul into something, you will achieve it. And I guarantee that. A year ago today, I wouldn't have this podcast. I wouldn't have this YouTube channel. I wouldn't have the apartment I live in. I wouldn't have the car I own. I wouldn't have anything. And nothing, none of this is a monetary thing. This is me just owning up to stuff. This is me working as hard as I possibly fucking can. And this is me getting stuff done. And this is where I am now. And hopefully that inspires some of you. And I'm sure a lot of you have stories that are going to inspire me. So I'd love to hear them. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this podcast. So please tweet me or DM me on Instagram at Joey Kidney. I would seriously love to freaking know because it would help me a lot. And if you are a woman out there who have dealt with a man that was quite insecure about his body in order to find um, comfort in, in, in women. And if you know what I'm saying here, please let me know. Uh, I would love for your advice or leave a comment on this podcast or tweet me or Instagram DM me or whatever it is. Let me know because I would love to be open about this. I, I, my biggest thing is being vulnerable because I think we don't talk enough. And, um, and it's not just having, it's not just saying it. I want a conversation. I want somebody to actually message me. And I don't want you to message me and be like, Joey, you're such a dick. Like, how would you just start lifting more or eating more or doing this run faster? Don't be that type of person. You're a low quality person. If you do that, how about we actually have a conversation? I look forward to it. So stay you, stay beautiful. And I will see you and talk to you guys next Friday. It will probably be a let's get uncomfortable episode. So I'll talk to you guys then. All right. Stay you, stay beautiful. And I'll talk to you on Friday. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.